1 Samuel, the 15th chapter and the 10th verse. Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, It repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me and, and hath not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set him up a place, and is gone about, and passed on, and gone down to Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. And Samuel said, What meaneth then this bleeding of the sheep in mine ears, and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? And Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said unto Saul, Stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord hath said to me this night. And he said unto him, You could almost hear a, a smart aleck Saul saying, Say on. And Samuel said, When thou was little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. When thou was little in thine own sight, when thou was little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? He said, Saul, when you were little in your own eyes, is that not the time that you were anointed? And when your promotions came, is when in your own sight you were little. Amen. That's what I want to preach for just a little while. Little. Everybody say little. In thine own sight. Amen. Can you set your Bibles down and lift your hands to the Lord? I want God to help us in this place. Come on, could I get some prayer warriors in this room to lift up your voice? Come on, let's cry out to Jesus right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, let that power come down upon you. Come on, why don't you open your mouth and say, God, speak to me today. God, would you mold me? Would you shape me? Would you make me what I ought to be? Hallelujah. I praise you. I thank you. I love you, Jesus. Come on now in a way of worship. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Hallelujah. While you're clapping your hands, the Bible said, Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, not a defeated sound, but a conquering sound. A sound that says, I'm going over. I'm not going under. A sound that says, I'm above and not beneath. A sound that says, I'm going to make it. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going to make heaven my home. Come on, lift up your voice and just cry under Jesus. 
somebody shout, the devil's a liar. Do you believe that? Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. I want to uh, I want to put you at ease at the very beginning of this message today. And I'm going to tell you that you don't have to really worry about what other people think about you. <laughs> Amen. Because other people's thoughts can't control God's will for your life. Amen. Uh, I'm going to make life real easy for you right now. Amen. And let you know that it, just because somebody may not like you, they, they can't affect what God's wanting to do in your life. Amen. Other people's thoughts and what they think about you can't open a door for you and it can't shut a door for you. Amen. It's all up to God and God alone. And Amen. You can rest at night and I mean, you ought to care a little bit about what people think about you. You ought to want to love everybody, but at the end of the day, if they don't love you, don't worry about it. Just live for God and do what God wants you to do and be humble and, amen, praise God. But while other people's thoughts have no power to change God's will for your life, I'm going to break it down to you today how you see you. And especially how you see you in relation to the things of God has absolute power to change everything in your life. Amen. Amen. The most important thing is that you look at you like God wants you to look at you. Hallelujah. Amen. Saul's beginnings were very humble beginnings. Everybody say humble beginnings. I've seen this story play out time after time again that when people come into the church, it's always, they're usually in a very humbling position. And amen, they're not, they're not pumped up and puffed up and lifted up. Typically they walk in and they understand whatever the problem is, I'm an alcoholic, I need God. I'm a drug addict, I need God. Amen, I'm in a mess, I need God. I've lost my job. I've lost my wife. I need God. I can't sleep at night. I need God. Amen. My mind is mixed up. I need God. I don't know what's going on in our world. I need God. Amen. And they're usually in a position where they walk in and they are very humbled. Amen. And so Saul's beginnings were very humble. And he was, he was really shocked that God would even call him. and He was shocked that God would say, I want to use you. Uh, amen. And when it's time for Saul to become king, the Bible would tell us that he was hiding among the stuff. Which means he was, uh, when everybody else was gathered together for the coronation, he, his blood pressure was high. He didn't, he didn't even want to go through that day. He thought maybe if I could just hide uh, They'll pick somebody else. That's what you call an humble beginning. Uh, amen. He was hiding among the stuff. His feelings were, I'm not even worthy to be the king of Israel. His thought process was, I'm not qualified to be what God has called me to be. Uh, I'm not worthy. I'm not qualified. I'm not good enough. Uh, amen. So I think I'll just hide among the stuff. You know what? That was the spirit 
that God was looking for. I'm going to go ahead and break it down to you. God ain't going to share his glory with anybody else. Hey, man, if you think you got it all together, you probably won't be the one God uses. Come on, can we have church in here for a little while? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So this is Saul's response when he figures out that he's going to be king. He says, am not I? A Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel and my family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin. Wherefore then speakest thou so to me? But Samuel took Saul and his servant and brought them into the parlor and made them sit in the chiefest place among them that were bidden, which were about 30 persons. Saul said, I don't know what's going on here, but maybe there's a mistaken identity. I want you to know that I come from the tribe of Benjamin, which is the smallest tribe of all of Israel. And just to let you know a little bit further, my family, we're the smallest family in the smallest tribe. I'm going to help somebody in this house today. Hallelujah. This is a biblical principle. And Jesus said, whoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. But he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Amen. Let me just tell you how this works. If you'll just get in life and be humble. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hey Amen. Let me tell you how this works. Hey Amen. If you'll just be humble and say, God, I'm the least of the least. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to preach you all. When you're humble, God will bless you. Everybody say, God will bless you. This is biblical. The Bible said, if you will humble yourself, God will exalt you. Somebody's trying to figure out how to Uh, become whatever you want to be in life let me tell you the best way to do it just humble yourself this is not humility this is boy I feel like shy God don't let it be this church God, let this be the church that stays humble. Hey, we know where, what we are. We came out of the basement. Hey, we began in the basement of a house. When God takes us over to that big old church building in a few months, don't you let it change you. It ought to make you more on fire for God. It ought to humble you more to think about what God has done in this church and in your family and in your life. Come on, everybody, clap your hands to the Lord. And when you're humble, God will bless you. And God will exalt you. But here's the, here's the trick. You can't change the way you see you. I get quiet, who knows? 
You can't change the way you see you when God exalts you. Hallelujah. Amen. God exalts Saul from the smallest family, the smallest tribe to the king of Israel. Amen. But Saul starts being lifted up in himself. When he used to know what he really was, now he gets lifted up. Now he knows better than his pastor knows, Samuel. Now when Samuel's job is to offer up the sacrifices, Samuel says he's way too slow. He should have been here a few days. He should have called me a few days ago. He should have texted me and since he didn't, I'm just going to do, bless God, what I want to do. Samuel says, go to the Amalekites, destroy everything that lives and breathes, kill it all. Somehow uh, Saul begins to think, well, I'll kill a bunch of them, but I may bring the king back. And I may bring some sheep and some oxen because, you know, that would make a good church service. And what a powerful uh, time that would be on the altar. All them oxen going up. Amen. But let me tell you, obedience is always better than sacrifice. Amen. Did you hear me? Obedience to the word of God is always better than sacrifice. Well, I, well, well, can I just preach a little while? Well, I'll just get me a second job and I know I won't be able to come to church but I'll pay more tithes. That ought to make them happy. No, that ain't going to make God's kingdom happy. Uh, amen. Because obedience uh, is always better. Well, I feel like preaching for a little while. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Saul, you used to think, kind of like Paul would describe it, I'm the least of the least. But now he sees himself high and lifted up. Let me just tell you, there's no room for pride in the kingdom of God. There's not one position in the kingdom of God that says on the resume, do you have any pride? They all say, you can't have any. The Bible would say pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And the Bible would say, better it is to be of an humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Well, if I could just get a big pay raise. No, if you could just get hooked up with your brother and have a Holy Ghost prayer meeting, that would be more powerful than anything in this world you could ever do. My Lord, I feel like preaching to the church for a little while today. Don't get mixed up in this world. So the challenge of life is simply this. is to let God do what he wants to do in your life, which typically includes the blessings of God. But at the same time, you still retain that humility that you had when he brought you up out of a miry clay. 
Come on, this destroys people. I got a bird in my spirit today. You know what will destroy you is when God begins to open up the windows of heaven on you. And all of a sudden you start thinking of yourself more mighty than you ought to. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. God, let me feel like I felt when I walked in the house that day and I said, I'm not leaving until you fill me with your spirit. Amen. Thank you for the blessings, God. Thank you for the miracles, God. Thank you for the doors you opened. Thank you for the financial blessings. But don't let it mess with my mind. Come on, everybody. Praise God in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The challenge is going to be, will I stay humble when God blesses me? It's easy to pray when you ain't got a nickel in your pocket. It's easy to pray when they're about to shut the water off and the electric off and they're about to run you out of your home. It's easy to get on your knees and thank God But when it's paid ahead of time, when it's on automatic draft and you don't even know when it came in or went out, do you still have the same feeling in your spirit? I got to get down there and touch God. Come on, everybody. Lift your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm going to tell you the greatest prayer meetings you'll ever have is when you humble yourself. Don't tell me you can't do it. You came too late to tell me that. Well, I can't feel like I felt. No, you can feel like you felt. Amen, I have a pastor that pastored thousands of people and he was the most humble man on the planet. Amen, he walked back and forth with tears going down his face saying, God, will you touch us one more time? you know what my prayer is God if there's somebody in this church that can't handle the blessings don't let them be lost don't give us more than we can boy I feel something quickening right now It's about time we become bigger people. Amen. Bigger people are humble people. Come on, church. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you the greatest song you'll ever sing is when you feel like you can't even walk without him holding your hand. The most anointed message you'll ever preach is when you feel like you're not even worthy to hold the microphone. That's the greatest moments of your life. Amen. Paul would say, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. Paul was saying, God, you caught me up to the third heaven and you spoke things to me that I can't even repeat
He said, God, you've revealed things to me you didn't tell anybody else. And just to make sure I didn't get all puffed up in my spirit, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. You're saying, God, get rid of this thorn. And God may be saying, you can't go to heaven without it. Hey, if I can't go to heaven without it, leave it in. If I can't pray without I hope I can, but if I can't, leave it in. If it's what drives me back to the altar. He said, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. The messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I should be exalted above measure. What he was saying is, so I don't start acting like Saul. So I didn't end up like Saul. God put a thorn in my side. Hallelujah. For this thing, this thorn, I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. You know what God was saying? You'll be all right, Paul. Just keep on. He said, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. He said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, Well, they didn't treat me right. You'll be fine. That's God testing your spirit. That's God saying you need to get back on that altar again. I'm going to take pleasure in the things that push me back to an altar. I'm going to take pleasure in the things that keep me on my toes. Keep me going back to Monday night prayer meeting. I'm going to say thank you, Lord, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, for when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am like Saul was when he was hiding among the stuff, that's what I... Hallelujah. Some of the greatest breakthroughs in your life will happen when God humbles you. Some of the greatest experiences you'll ever have with God is when a thorn drives you back to an altar. When a negative bank account drives you back to a position of humility where you can hear God again. You know what I say, God, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, don't let me be lost. God, let me see myself how you see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I love the blessings of God and I'm thankful for it. I'm going to tell you something, it's harder to pray. When you're blessed, than it is when you're stressed. 
when God answers a few prayers for you, then you got to make yourself go. You got to make yourself go. You ain't got to make yourself when God pushes that thorn in a little further. It'll wake you up and remind you, I need to go pray today. Come on, I'm going to preach to somebody. I can't wait to get back to the altar again. Today may be the day this spirit breaks. This trial ends. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not trying to preach people down. I'm trying to preach people up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. A friend of mine, a friend of the monks, Brother Johnny King, he, he wrote a story. I was so moved by the story, I did what he did. He said, I... I taped up a, a penny in the front of my Bible. How y'all like that? I texted him yesterday, said, I'm fixing to tell that story. But I told him, it's going to be a lot better when I tell it. <laughs> he said, I, I tape a penny in the front of my Bible. So on those days when I feel like I have no value. When I feel like I'm worth about a copper penny. He said that penny reminds me. That if it ain't much in this world. It will conduct power. Some of you may not know electricity. But copper is one of the greatest conductors. Of electricity. And he said, it reminds me, I may not be able to accomplish anything else today, but I can let the power flow through me. Well, I feel like preaching to this church. So I took your story and it intrigued me, so I saw. I got online and I thought, wonder what a nickel's made out of. If a penny's made out of copper, what's a nickel made of? Well, it's got a little bit of copper in it. It's got a little bit of nickel in it. I wonder what a dime's made out of. It's got a little bit of copper, a little bit of nickel in it. I wonder what a quarter's made of. And I was just Googling like crazy. What is a quarter made of? It's got Copper in the middle and it's got nickel and other metals on the outside. And you know what a dollar bill's made out of? Paper. You know what a five dollar bill's made out of? Paper. You know what a twenty dollar bill's made out of? Paper. You know what a hundred dollar bill's made out of? Paper. Paper cannot conduct power. The Lord begin to deal with my spirit. What the valuable to this world.
Come on, I'm going to preach a little while. What is the most valuable thing to this world? Uh, Ain't got a penny's worth of value in God's kingdom. But what the world would say has no value, uh, God says, it's the best thing I got uh, because I can put it in the power. Listen to me. What the world calls value, God's kingdom don't care what it is. But what the world will say has no value, God said, I can use it and I. Can I preach a little while this church? Quit worrying about what the world thinks about you. Quit trying to be valuable to the world. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Hey, you you drank the Kool-Aid long enough. Quit trying to fit in out there and say, hey, I may be the least of the least, but I know God can use me. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to help somebody. Come on, somebody praise God. Somebody reach for God right now. Come on, I feel revelation coming to this church right now. You've been told you're of no value, but God said you're of great value. Come on. You know what it seems to me like? God don't care if you're keeping up with the Joneses or not. It seems like he cares whether you're keeping up with your prayer life or not. seems like he don't care if you got a 401k or not as long as you got a mansion just over the hilltop but I'm gonna make a liar of the devil I want to speak to the person that feels like they have no worth in this world hey People are committing suicide every day. I rebuke that spirit from hell. You know what it is? It's a spirit that says you have no reason to go on. It's a spirit that says you have no value. I come against that in the name of Jesus Christ. When you're little in your own eyes, you're in a good spot. When you're little in your own eyes, you're powerful to God. When you're not puffed up, when you're not lifted up. Devil, you're a liar. What would happen 
if everyone quit worrying about image and worrying about popularity and worrying about what people think about me and they shift their focus to I want to be useful in the kingdom of God. Hey, God's been dealing with somebody. If I've ever felt God give me a message, he gave me a message to preach this morning to this church. Uh, hey Amen, you may feel like you, you don't belong, you don't, you're not worth nothing. You're right where God wants you to be. Uh, you're exactly uh, how God wants to use you. Uh, when you start comparing yourselves among yourself. Well, I... I I only got my kids two Christmas presents and they got six. Who cares? I said, who cares anyway? Hey, man, did you? Was up here praying last night, I think. Not for last. Praise God. Sister Trish, come over here and grab Willie like you did last night. You're talking about rich. Willie is rich. He's one of the rich. How old are you? He's one of the richest nine-year-olds I know. Because he was sitting on the pew, and his mama came and grabbed him and said, we're going to get a... Hey, she got to praying over that boy, and that boy got to shaking in the power of the Holy Ghost. God is not built on five talent people. The kingdom of God is built on little pennies that say, bless God, if all I can do, I won't sit here and touch God. Amen. I don't know how to sing. I don't know how to play, but I know how to pray. I know how to touch God. It's like a it's the The copper pennies that make forest fires. I don't know how it works. When I was a boy, we had electric fences in my grandpa's house to keep the donkeys in. And it hurt when you grab it. But if you grab somebody else first, It hurt them worse for some reason. I tell my little brother, say, hey, man. Oh, man, oh, brother. Grab hold of that fence. Oh, God. Oh, God. God, I'm I'm not worth much in this world. (laughs) But to God. But to God. 
What if all you did today was reached over and grabbed hold of somebody next to you? You didn't have to sing a verse today. You didn't have to play a song today. But before we leave, if you just reached over, got a hold of somebody else, and they felt something go through their spirit, I'm telling you, you would have played the greatest part in this service today. Come on. Come on. Reach over. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, we're about to have a Holy Ghost breakthrough in this house. Somebody can get a healing out of that. Somebody that feels like you have no value, you can create a wildfire today. Come on. Come on. Come God come through you right now. Come on, you become the conduit for God to bless somebody next to you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, it don't take much. I feel healing in this house. I feel like there's a penny that could reach over and touch somebody and that other person be healed. Come on, it's happening right now. Come on, it's happening right now. It's happening. Come on, if you need a miracle, get a hold of somebody. <laughs> Come on. Come on, God's about to use some people. God. God. Come on, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, it's miracle time. If you need the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Come on, you need the Holy Ghost. You see a little prayer warrior sitting next to you? Grab their hand. Come on, you need God to touch your mind.
Come on. Come on. Come on, it's going to happen. It's going to happen.